yo, 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 ha yeah. You have now into Square Circle 101, you got your man, the Titanian Stallion, Mr. Piggy Ring Shining. Now with me, maybe a first responder, but you never say finish his own. My man, Shooter, how you doing? Type of day, but baby, I don't know. We'll see. Everybody I had a long day. I had a long day. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101. Hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101. I talk a little smack to us on Twitter. I talk is Smack 101. How you doing today, my man? Man, I'm doing great, man. I had a very, very productive day, just over top to bottom. Like it was a good day, so I, I, can, I ain't got no too many complaints, man. I'm that just happy to be here with you. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here with you, man. At the end of it, That's to make to make about. everything. Uh, Round out to end on the high note. That's what I'm talking about. Now, we got a good show. Doing things a little bit different, but not too different. But let's talk about imrcf.com forward slash contact. Check them out if you're in Tacoma. Western Washington. They got three locations. You go in. You say, Sunny, shoot a sent you at any of the locations. You get a three-week free trial. If people show up and do it. We, I, I guarantee you we can get them up to a month of just free CrossFit. Some of y'all will quit in the first two weeks and not even do the whole month. Yeah, but you won't even know until you try. Nah, some of these guys will quit after the first couple of days. But, after you know, you, you, it it weeds out people quickly. Well, if you want to do better, be better with the best. Five years running King 5 Evening Magazine. Check them out. You tell them Sonny and Shooter sent you. You get three weeks free to try it out. If people start showing up, I can get you four. I guarantee it. And then let's talk about game time. Local. This is more local love that we got to give. Game time. If, if you're a hooper in Tacoma, you already know Darren. That's for one. And then you know game time if you're doing any kind of custom jerseys because you're probably getting it from him. But if you go into the store and you say you heard it from Square Circle 101, Sonny Yashuda, you will get 40% off of your purchase. Whether you're ordering a hat, some kicks, anything. Just go on in there and let's support local. Let's support these local minority businesses. How we winning? What you got for me? Success is what comes after you stop making excuses. Ooh, that's like it's like when you finish early three times and you got nothing left in the chamber and you can go for good 20. Right? <laughs> it's like, at first I was like, where's he going with this? And then I was like, no, that's not correct. And I'm like, okay, I kind of see it. You can see that, uh, right? Okay, I kind of see it. No, it's just always, left, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. And then when you actually start putting words and actions or actions behind your words and what you start doing it. Hey, because how many times do we talk about like, Hey man, we should do a podcast should, yep, until they yep. just like, hey, let's Carmen actually got drunk do it. One night. That, yeah. <laughs> then we actually went out there and did it. Yeah, yeah. We actually That's went out is. there and did it. So man, no, success is what it, comes man. after like, you stop making excuses. If it, if it's six hundred pounds, it's okay to say I can't pick it up, right? But if it's yeah. twenty or forty, you got to try. You got to use your legs, somewhere. pick it up. Don't put your back in it, and, and you got to keep moving. You know how they say how you uh, there's not two quotes in one, but you know how they say you can move mountains, mm-hmm. one rock at a time. That's right. If your girl's lying on her back, she might have two mountains you can move right there. That's what I'm talking about, baby. One more time. How are we winning? Success is what comes after you stop making excuses. Okay. I like that. That's a good one, man. Success thank comes you. after you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stop making excuses. That's what I'm talking about. Now, we're going to start off the show with something a little bit different than just the recap. I want to go through some boxy idioms that may reference to someone. I don't want to say a bum, but maybe a bum. Now, the most popular one that everybody seems to know across the board is a tomato can. Tomato can. That's the most popular one. And that's going to be I, the I, award I, for like uh, the, uh, what is it? Oh, that's, how, how, how could I forget? So like, Tin Man. Tin, oh, okay. Yeah. Tin Man's so, another one. That's the thing is, Tomato now. Can, is that like, that's probably like 1B 
One A is just straight up bum. Yeah. Like I think that's probably yeah. like the biggest insult. And I think in like, tomato in candy, boxing gym the anymore. origins of that is unknown. Like the first guy who ever said just the tin. This guy's a you bum. He's about nothing. He has. He's nothing. about nothing. So tomato can, Tin Man is one that we have an award for, and yeah. you get a tomato can. Paper champion. Paper champion. For that one, I, right? I don't. I don't know if uh, I you know. Tin Man is a great war that we said, but I don't know if that necessarily is. It's a not boxing bum. in you. Yeah, I, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying I, I don't know if that's actually like he's a bum because it's just one fight. You just didn't have it. And you not, just didn't show no heart. And everything doesn't have to refer back to bum. Maybe just weak opposition, right? <laughs> a paper champion. A lot of people are questioning Anthony Joshua. Was he a paper champion? Yeah. We got, I don't know. Um, uh, Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn was he a paper champion? He's like these these one and dones. These guys that get we're gonna we're definitely gonna see uh, Andy Ruiz. Yeah, we're gonna see find if he's out. a you we're know find out if check he's and a real see deal. if he was a paper champion. Tijuana taxi driver. I think this is a new one that surfaced lately. Is is it new? I don't know. I feel like that's I, always been around. It probably has always been around, but it I'm, it's I'm might be sure making just people, a comeback. I'm probably sure that was a lot of people's discussion when uh, Chavez Senior. Was out there fighting because you know no disrespect, but he yeah. did fight a lot of cab drivers. He did fight a lot of cab drivers. You know what I'm saying? So did Canelo growing up. What are you gonna do? Yeah, but he was Canelo, 13, 14. But Canelo's so. also 21 years old right now. Now, yeah, <laughs> so, but when he was 13, 14, I'm pretty sure they're like, hey so. man, you want to make some money? And those are the guys right there when they're like, my dad used to say, you know, dudes in, in swim trunks or gym shorts. You just found him in the crowd after the gym. Yeah. Hey, you want to make some dough? Come here, man. Or another one he used to call him was Joe Shit the Ragman. Yeah. So he was like the guy in the corner, just wiped up everything. Hey, let's get in the ring. Uh, one that he told me today was small potatoes. The so guy's small potatoes, nothing big. To maybe get some rounds in. Uh, I, I wrote down gatekeeper, but I don't know if that's necessarily a, a negative idiom because when you're Wait, a gatekeeper, they know you're good. Which one was it? Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Before it, that was it, small potatoes. Is is gatekeeper is like it's not even saying that you're a bum either. It's you're a little bit past your prime, but you're still a threat. And so, it's just basically like you're a validation. Yeah. If you lose this, if somebody loses to you, if you lose yeah. to somebody, then they, you were once something great or yeah. good, no, it, or it, you're just you're you're not something. I wouldn't take that as negative. Yeah. Like, if you're called a gatekeeper, if anything, it just defines your career, your entire yeah. career, and yeah. where you're going. Because not many people, when they get to that level, get past it. I can't. Yeah. I've taught my head. Let me think. Has there been anybody uh, about? Juan there's Francisco no, there, Estrada. Yeah. There's got been no gate, losses, got uh, his first there, title. There hasn't been any gatekeepers in their prime. No, it doesn't exist. No. It doesn't exist. It just, it just yeah. happens one day where it's just like you keep losing and you're just like, all right, he's a gatekeeper. But known as a still, contender at first. Yeah. Known as a contender. And they, they all, <laughs> unfortunately, I would love Jimmy Lennon or Michael Buffer one day, you know, when they say uh, three-time WBC world heavyweight contender, just be like, Five-time gatekeeper. Yeah. No, so I was actually thinking about this today too. Like in this particular person, I'm like, you know, who's somebody who's like, I don't want to call him a gatekeeper, but he's he's basically there, but he's always a threat. Here's Randy Laura. Yeah. He's one of those guys. It's like I never want to. Definitely wanna, not a gatekeeper, yeah, but uh, uh, Austin Trout. Oh, definitely not a gatekeeper. Austin, not, not a gatekeeper, his, but his it's career just like, is kind of leaning towards it if, if he continues they're, the box. They're leaning towards it just because of like the age yeah, yeah. and what they're and what Gee. they're capable. But you can never count them out. It's yeah. just never like any. If you put one of these younger guys in him, like 60, 60 40 I'm taking them yeah. over yeah. like the younger guys or anybody who needs a up and coming. 
Austin Trout's the best example because I don't think any fights that we see him here in the future, I don't think he's going to win, but I guarantee he will be against only top opposition. Yeah, and, and the thing is, he doesn't necessarily have to win, but whoever he fights is know they're going to have to be in a fight. Yeah, and it's you, just like you, you got somebody be, sword. You better hope you're going to have to be special to beat these and guys. Because you're talking about somebody like Austin Trout. He's like, who hasn't he fought? He almost beat, he barely lost to Canelo. Barely, yeah. barely lost to Canelo. And, and Eris Landy Laura, hopefully his career doesn't turn that route. But, because he's still a threat. I can see him beating some of these top guys still, just because of his overall Cuban skills. But at the same time, being that Cuban boxing, as I said before, a lot of times it ruins their career because they're so disciplined and they just sit at these weights instead of trying to figure out how to get past it and, get, and do more with legacy. Because we see what Canelo's doing, right? All right, another one that we've heard, sacrificial lamb. Just sacrificial lamb. Someone threw in there, yeah. get some rounds, someone, a punching bag, basically to beat up. And see, that's even lower than a gatekeeper, too, because it's just like a gatekeeper is just like this is we'll, we'll see. You you can win this fight, but this guy's a dog and yeah. you have to be careful. Sacrificial lamb. We expect you to lose. We expect you to like, lose. This Every is, now this and then is, they pull out that big upset like Andy Jarese kind of did. But yeah, and that's exactly what that's exactly, we, we hear this a lot of times. It's just like there'll be the tune up fights. Mm hmm. Though, like a lot of times, these sacrificial lands will be the tuna fights. The people that you just get go in there and just like, all right, I need to get, get Let's rounds. Get some let, rounds let, in. me, let me knock some of this rust off. He's not a threat. He's not yeah, any. Yeah. I'm never going to be in danger in here. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's basically to get another number on your board. Yeah. Help pad that record up. So, someone who can't punch their way out of a paper bag. Oh, is someone, Larissa, with, huh? someone with a soft touch. With scissors in your hands. That's actually a, a very old quote. Yeah, I know it is. But, but uh, soft touch. It would be called that person. Someone like Polly Malinaji, he has a soft touch. You ain't got to worry about it. Yeah. You got to worry about a soft touch. You ain't got to worry about the power. He no. can't beat you off points. Um, he who he was, does uh, have knockouts. So who was, uh, can, you still uh, can get knocked out. Lee Selby. Not, not like, see, who's the other uh, featherweight that, who's a champion that? Volume puncher. Oh, uh, Josh Warrington. Josh Warrington. Yeah. That's what he's it was. fighting this weekend, too. Yeah. So Ch -ch that, that's definitely one. He, he's beat you by numbers. Yep. Will not kill you, knock you out with one punch, yep. but th the accumulation of it can wear you down and he can get you out of there. I wonder if, like, Paul Malinaji has probably never knocked anybody, like, out on a 10 count, but they've stopped the fight. Yeah. For sure. Overwhelming. Overwhelming, exactly. Overwhelming. Now, I've, anybody out there, if you have any of them that I haven't heard, please send them to us. Because I want to hear them all, because I think it's comedy. I think it's funny, right? Yeah. And, if, and if we, maybe if we make up some new ones. Let's hear the new ones, right? Let's I'm, hear the new like, ones. Hey, the thing is, the the fight game, basketball games, football games, all this stuff is always evolving. So mm -hmm. the trash talk always evolves too. Yep. So Just anything like, that we haven't heard, let us know because uh, I would like to bring it to the forefront. Back in the day, he used to be, he's just a telephone gangster. He's a phone gangster. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, uh, that, that keyboard, like keyboard gangsters yeah, and keyboard stuff gangsters, like that? Internet thugs, instant yeah. messenger gangsters. Telephone tough guys. Telephone tough guys is what I was looking for. That's the one. And those are the ones back in the day that we saw always talking on that smack on the phone, and that's it. See that? You see it? Yeah, he got that yeah. one. I saw that. My, uh, my Virginia Tech Hokies suck at football. My Washington Redskins suck at football. But you know what's good? My Washington Nationals are doing all right, and my Washington Capitals are doing all right. The Washington so. Capitals are still contenders all yeah. the way. The Redskins, after well, this watch year. Enough. Watch it, watch it, watch your tone. Okay, just we'll, just, yeah. we'll just move on okay. to Boston. There we Let's go. Let's talk about this. Yeah. But yeah, any, any of them out there you can think of, let me hear them. Let me hear them. I almost pulled out a list of just all the worst nicknames. You guys want to hear these real quick? I want to hear a couple. So these are, this is supposed to be the top. Here we go. Where are we at? Uh, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. 
This is, it was the worst nicknames in boxing. Here we go. Top 20 right here. We'll start off with number 20. All right. Number 20 is going to be, eh, it wasn't that bad one, Mitch Blood Green. If you guys don't know who Mitch Green is, Mitch Green was knocked out by Mike Tyson in the ring and in the streets. Yep. And uh, broke his hand on May, him. He was an avid uh, user of Soul Glow. Oh, yeah. So, Last one to promote it, actually. <laughs> so yeah. if you ever seen the Tyson movie so or just look up Mitch Green, yeah. And you'll he, see. Yeah. You'll, you'll know who Mitch Green is. Francis the White Buffalo Botha. Oh. Why is that not racist? Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Francis Botha. So you Knocked know, out by Tyson also. Hey, hey. So I think we... I don't know if we talked about this or I talked about it with my dad. So Mitch Green from... The Tyson movie, the one with Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. You know who that is, right? No. You don't remember who Mitch Green is? Who played Mitch Green? Yeah. No. Mitch Green was the dude who knocked out James Grim Reaper Roper in Great White Hype. Same guy. I did not know that. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so, so if you recognize yeah, so him because he was bald in so, the Great uh, White Hype. I forgot, I, forgot his na- I forgot his name in the uh, Great White Hype. But, I mean, we can look it up if we really need we'll to. We'll take a look at it later. You want to take a look at it later? All right, All right. Yeah, no. So, I was actually watching the Tyson movie um, probably like a month or two ago. The Michael J. White one? Yeah, Michael J. Classic, White one. Yeah. Came out, yeah. You know, Michael, Mike Tyson is my number one all time. So, I was watching it. I was like, yo, that's me. He knocked out James Grimmie from Rope for a great white hype. Yeah. So, same character. <laughs> same exact. Running his mouth. Talking talking ish. Just no Jerry Curl. Yeah, just, just no Jerry Curl. No, it's the same exact guy. Just he's like, all right, we're gonna leave the Jerry Curl alone in Great White Height. But now a lot of you guys are familiar with Joel Casamayora. His nickname was El Capillo. In Spanish that means the brush. The brush? Don't even know why. That's I that can't even be a locker room nickname. Not even a parent nickname. What's the brush? Just like what, off your shoulders or something? I don't know. Uh, he's like, he's nothing to me. Brush it off. Some of you may not be familiar with Nate Campbell. I believe he was a welterweight fighter, but the Galaxy Warrior. The Galaxy War. These aren't bad nicknames. They're just not. They're just not sticky. This one here, oddly Harrison. If you guys don't know who he is, he's an Olympic gold medalist. um, Professional disappointment to the British fans um, (laughs) because their first ever gold medal to medalist to win a world championship was um, James Agale. and oddly A Force, A Force. Harrison, I wonder if he had some A-Force ones. Anyways, he was one of these dudes who had punching power and just, his nickname turned into Fraudly. Oh, wow. ouch. Fraudly? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that one, that one hurts right there. Now, Bruce Seldon, another one of Tyson's victims. His name was, nickname was the Atlantic City Express. That's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. That's a, nicknames have to be sharp and precise. Right? Atlantic City Express, that's like... That's a that's a team name on trivia night at uh, at DOA or one of these <laughs> yeah, places yeah, gotcha. like that. Atlantic City Express. That's a that's a that's a porno. That's a slot machine. Yeah, Angel right. Queen. There you go. Or like a bad B movie. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Tony Thornton. Don't know who he is. Apparently, he passed away in two thousand nine. Rest in peace. Uh, Twenty six knockouts and forty five career fights. His name was the Punching Postman. And well, the punching postman couldn't deliver once, even if it had the opportunity to work. <laughs> so not the That's mailman. Uh, this one isn't too bad, maybe because we like uh, I like Ricky Bobby, but Vaughn Shaken Baked Bean. Don't know who Vaughn is, but Shaken Baked Bean. This year he uh, lost uh, lost Michael Moore, 
Holyfield and Klitschko. So he was in that 90s era of heavyweights when uh, Klitschko's part were dominating. Michael Double M Moore. Double M. Eminem? Before Eminem? <laughs> it says... <laughs> If he had any, it says if he had any semblance of creativity, he would have been the first Eminem. <laughs> Ouch! Woo! Ouch! Michael Moore is one of my father's first favorite fighters that I remember. He liked that dude. All right, now when Mike Tyson, see here, another guy he fought in 1985 was named James Quick Tillis or the Fighting Cowboy, and boy was he quick, but not quick enough. Tyson's <laughs> to stop Tyson from displaying 15, 10 to 15 seconds. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, man. All right, I know this. You guys may know Chuck Wetner. Yep. The Bayonne Bleeder. A lot of, I don't think that one's. Yeah, we, too bad. No, we, oh, uh, no, the Bayonne Bleeder. It's because he's bleeding. Yeah. I get it now. My bad. Not too the, good one. The original Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> the original Rocky. Donnell Holmes. The real touch of sleep. Okay. Nicknames. I think we gotta limit these to like two, three words. If it goes over two, three words, that's what I'm saying. We it gotta has to change. Be sharp, right? It has to be precise, and whatever you guys are doing is just you not can't cutting it. You can't have an entire sentence with bad grammar at the same time yeah. as as a nickname. All right, Cliff Kouser, Kouser. Oh, this poor guy, poor him. His nickname was apparently Twin Tyson. Yeah, we've never heard of him. You've never heard of him. Shouldn't have gave him the nickname because it probably cursed him. You know what? That's usually what happens. Anytime you say like the next Jordan. Like whether it's Harold Minor, Grant Hill, or anything like that, it just doesn't pan out for everybody. Now this one, I'm, I'm a, I, I, as number seven, should not be off this list. I'm gonna say his name, Eric Esh. Draw a blank, right? And there's probably nobody except maybe four or five people listening who know who that is. Butterbean. That's his real name. Yes, what I said. Yeah, and of course, synonymous. This is men given men nicknames. You know, it's synonymous for overindulgence. Because when a friends give other friends nicknames, it's always something negative. It's something that you've yeah, ever done. Yeah, been... yeah, nobody's ever gave me a nickname because of something good I've right. done. Exactly, right? Oh, shoot it. Wait, are you a killer? No. Uh, <laughs> now, like, well, I had a buddy. His name is Jeremiah Johnson. We started calling him Buster Bust. Son of a bi- Because he just <laughs> does buster ass shit. He's just be doing some buster ass stuff sometimes. So his nickname became Buster Bust. All right. Darnell Wilson. Hey, how long? Okay. Go ahead. How long you want to take this, man? We already been talking for. We got five left, days. and we're almost done. This uh, one here, definitely a black guy, Darnell, the Dingaling Man Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, I, it's like I knew where it was going, but I also didn't know where it was yeah, yeah. going. Then I was just like, "That's right. not." Oh, we'll move okay. on. This never heard of this guy, Jerry. You said, you said Darnell's like, "Oh, how typical." Dingling. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, hopefully, even if he lost the fight, he he won outside the ring. Then we got Jerry Wimpy Halstead. Oh, that's horrible. How did you even let people? I would have punched the announcer, the first one that called me Wimpy. Wimpy, Lance. Unless you look like Wimpy from Popeyes, Lance Goofy Whitaker. Oh, like Goofy. That's not too bad. You know what I'm saying? Because you might have a goofy style in there. Nickname instilled fear into his opponent. It says a nickname that instilled fear into his opponent. Never. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Scott Pink Cat Walker. Now, some of these, we don't know who these hold guys on, are. Hold on, hold on. Pink Cat? I could actually rock with that. That's not too bad. Not too bad. You in fact, he won a 10-round decision over legend and Hall of Famer Alexis Aguero. Aguero? But then he ended up losing to Julio Cesar Chavez second-round knockout. Now this one, I, I've heard this nickname. I don't remember the fighter, but Joel Lovechild Julio. Wow, 
That, wow. That, some of these names I wow. like. I, so, I like. Like, who's he love child of? Though? Yeah. That's the thing. I'm, no, I'm pretty sure that his brothers must have called him that because he was born from ruining a marriage, most likely. Oh. oh. If, if you're a love child, that means you're the milkman's daughter, right? <laughs> Postman's kid, something like that. And, and, and now, for the record, most of those were white employees who got those nicknames. Now, Anthony Sugar Ray Clay Jones Jr. So his name was Anthony Small, but Sugar Ray Clay Jones Jr. I, I see what you did. I see what you did, and you did too much. Now, we've never heard of Anthony Small, and they gave him their <laughs> move by, is he nothing too big, British fighter. Oh, Brit. That makes perfect sense. Trying to give him all the best American nicknames to make him sound more. A decent record, 23 wins, 16 KOs, two losses. Well, if you, uh, and if you must know, it was a mix of Sugar Ray Robinson, Leonard, Cassius Clay, and Roy Jones Jr. Apparently, it was a way of paying homage to the boxing idols, but still, it's utter sacrilege. That's what that is. All right, now let's move on. Any other bad nicknames you guys can think of, send them out to us, or any any type of boxing idioms that may reference to someone who's just weak competition, let us know. Now, let's get into this past fight weekend. What did you think about the fight card overall? Talk about Errol Spence and Sean Porter. So I thought the fight card was good. I okay. actually, you know, I wish I kind of would have paid more attention to all the actual undercards mm-hmm. because there was actually some good fights. So. Joey Spencer was on the undercard. Uh, he got a nice little KO, but a body shot. And and all I saw was the clip you sent me was an Instagram clip. And for that 15 seconds, you saw that it was punishment for that dude, right? Yeah. Anytime a guy slowly takes a knee after being, you better schedule that for tomorrow. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm making sure. Anytime you see a guy slowly take a knee from a body punch, he's not getting up. Yeah. Especially if they look down, it's like, oh, like the, and you think they're either T-bone or protesting the national anthem. It's they're not getting up usually. They're not going to, except for one that we might have saw this actual weekend. Shout out to Joey Spencer. He didn't look good in his last performance before this one. He, I can't remember who he fought. It was a brother that just gave him that one rough and tough, ugly fight. Almost made him seem like he didn't want to be there, and I believe he was lucky he won that fight. So this is a good bounce-back fight for him, and this is a name that I like to hear more because he's action-packed and exciting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Action-packed and exciting always gets my heart. All right? Now, we mentioned sacrificial lamb, maybe fed to the wolves, right? Yeah. Something like that. Now, these are two fighters here. I guess we could probably even call them gatekeepers. Josecito Lopez versus John Molina Jr. John, John Molina. So how many times have I said you can make the even if it's if they're both at the same part of their careers, it can still turn out to be an exciting fight. Yeah. Just what we're watching, even though we kind of know they can't really survive with the rest of this division. At one, and this was at 147. Now Josecito Lopez. This is the Mexican Rocky. We've got a Russian Rocky. This is Mexican Rocky here. Siberian Rocky. Uh, that's right, Siberian Rocky. John John Molina is is always good for action packed fights. Uh-huh. This fight lasted four rounds. Did you see? Did you see what I sent you earlier today? John John Molina announces retirement, and that's what did, good. I, what did I say after the first, like the second round? Last I was fight. like, this. this I was like, this fight. is gonna be a last fight. I was, I was like, John John Molina got retired in that first round too. We saw him take a knee, yeah, and got up and beat the count. And I don't think he wanted to beat yeah, the count. He, did, is, he you, did not want to beat the count. You don't want no part of this, Dewey. I've never seen Jose Dito Lopez dispatch anybody that fast. And I don't know if I want to give him credit for it, or was John Molina that bad? Because we've seen I think it's, uh, he caught Thurman once, I think but got worked be- for I think the whole fight. He was fight. the best of both worlds on that too. It's just yeah. you seeing a little guy, guy who's long in the tooth, and another guy who wants it just a little bit more. It sometimes it takes like 
some people are well intact, like you know the Floyd Mayweather's and the Andre Wards, yeah. where they can step out and they're like, okay, I don't need this no more. And some guys, it takes this to be like, okay, I really don't have it. Yeah, because this is your life. Retire from the game. Don't let the game retire you. Yeah, you but how can you know? How can you know? Like, well, at any kind of violent sport, football. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll even throw hockey and lacrosse in there. Yeah. Any any sports that have any kind of violence in it, where you put your body at risk. It's, I would say if I had to put a percentage, I'm gonna say 70-30. 70% get retired by the game, 30% retire on their own accord. Would you agree or disagree? I'll let you. I'll let you do. A, I'll let you get those numbers. Okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. That's the re- that's the reason why we have gatekeepers. Yeah. It's like some people were just. If we like think about some of the top fighters right bit. now, the only two that we've seen in most recent history would have been Tim Bradley and Andre Ward. Yeah. Right. Get out while get out no, while it gets good. And I, you know what? I would even throw Vita- uh, uh, Vladimir, the Klitschko brothers. They did to also. So does yeah, they did great. And then and so like even uh, like even Tyson, like Mike Tyson, as much as I love him, he was probably out two three fights before he you know yeah. before he actually yeah, retired. Because I believe he lost his like, last two or three before he, he finally lost, retired. Oh, I think yeah. It was like three. Yeah. Like, it was like almost like three in a row. And it, it, it was sad to watch too because I remember as soon as he was no longer a threat to everybody. He was headlining, and it was it was rough to watch, especially knowing how ferocious he was. Yeah. And I would, and it's 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 hard because no one else can ever come out like with just black trunks and a hole in the towel again. Because yeah. now you're just a biter, right? I guess all you could do is maybe just come out with just your shorts and boxing gloves and uh, a name on it. Just can't do color black, right? Who's my man? Who's in uh, jail right now? Oh yeah, my man, uh, uh, the the Russian mob dude. Uh, 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 oh man, caveat, not caveat, no, no, no. Uh, what's but uh, yeah, he. I, I give him the credit for yeah, it. He yeah. could do it. Yeah, he did it because it, you know because his whole style was based on his whole style was based on. It starts with an A, and then uh, oh, I can't even think of his name right now. Yeah. I feel so disrespectful, but it's okay. We don't want to get stuck on that one way too long here. Now, Josecito Lopez and John Molina were guys that are. Kind of like gatekeepers now, and, and I feel like constantly fed to the wolves. I was surprised that this matchup happened. So, what do you think PBC plans on to do with John Mal- with Jose Cito Lopez after winning this fight? It was a good good matchup for the undercard, mm-hmm. but really, what do you think his? Do you think he still believes he has a shot at the title? Uh, just because you caught Thurman once? Honestly, no. Like the the welterweight division is going to be too nasty and too tight too for you nasty. to actually get in here. Too like nasty. you would, you would. Oh, he'd be a, a gate. He'd be a gatekeeper at that. Yep, he'd I just be had a vision. All right, you'll be a tune-up fight for any one of these. He's champions. gonna end. Up, I know he's gonna fight. He's probably gonna go at one fifty-four, and he's gonna end up fighting someone like J Rock, maybe Jamel Charlo, Tony Harrison, some of these guys at one fifty-four. Jared Hurd. He fought Canelo at one fifty-four, so he could do it. Yeah, but how long ago was that? That was a while ago. But that was a long while ago. Money talks, man. Think about it. If he, if he fought Jamel Charlo, million dollar payday, right there. He ain't had, he ain't had one since Canelo. Probably been chilling, living off that for a while too. You know what I'm saying? That's why he's still fighting you now. Think, you think the world really wants to see uh, Charlo versus? Uh, no, the world does not want to see. But I know matchmakers and boxing, and just be and, and they want if you get an exciting win, it's like it's, you got to ride that high, and yeah. you got you got to get it while it's hot, right? You got to get it while it's hot. And I don't want to see that fight at all. I want to see Jamel Charlo get his belt back from Tony Harrison, beat J Rock, or fight J- Jared Hurt, right? That's what I want to see. Or even fight Eris Landy Laura. That's what I want to see at 154. Okay. Now, we also had uh, Mario Barrios. Mario Barrios. I don't believe this is a real person. <laughs> because people are from the barrio. 
not named Barrio, right? Hey, just like uh, I grew up in Las Vegas. I have never came across anybody Vito, named last uh, name Barrio. Vito Corleone, the Corleone family, and uh, Godfather. They're named after the city they were born in. That's eh, it's different. Martin Scorsese decided that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, his parents were like. Well, we're in the barrio, so Mario, I guess. <laughs> or, or he was found in the barrio, and they just called the Mario Barrios. But he fought Badir Akhmedov. Now, this is one that I remember Akhmed- watching. Akhmedov. I remember I pronounced that very correctly. You did. Now, Akhmedov, he killed up his record real quick because I've been reading a lot of articles. And after I watched the fight and didn't pay as much sense as I probably should have, I thought Akhmedov might have got the win. Now, since then, I've read a lot of articles of a lot of people kind of disputing this. Now, Akhmedov would have been one of those guys, got that Olympic background, fight 400 amateur fights. His record, he only had seven wins going into this world championship Yeah, but he was was highly talented. He was highly talented, so that's the reason why. His box numbers were almost double over Barrios, but Barrios did knock him down twice. But they gave him these crazy unanimous decisions. I thought it should have been a lot closer, so we'll see. Mario Barrios was a guy that he knocked out his last eight opponents until this guy. So, and those are, those are one of those things. It's like you don't get high off the hog. Mm-hmm. He, he only had seven wins. It's like how – I know your amateur background is immaculate. And, you know, there's only so many uh, Lomachenkos out there. Only one, apparently. It, yeah. And, and so, Clarissa Shields, respect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we can't, we can't, can't disrespect her. That's for yeah, sure. Not even disrespect her because we don't question her at all. At all. At, at all. all. Like yeah. pound for pound. Not pound for pound. If she, she wanted to beat me up. If sleep with me afterwards is an option, then the answer is yes. Yeah, so um, if she likes you know, dudes. when you have when you have somebody like Akhmedov only has that and he doesn't have really the name to stand behind yeah. that, that's that's always gonna be tough. He, he didn't have the hype with him, like uh Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko was really the first gold medalist, two time gold medalist going to pros that had a lot of hype. So now the game itself tried to do it with Patty McWaddy, whatever his name was, that, that dude who got lost his opening fight on, um, on ESPN, that Mexican dude. Yeah. Robles, I'm probably Juan, I'm probably. Um, they tried to hype those up and didn't happen. Lomachenko was the only success there. So, now, let's move on there. Mario Barros, this was for a silver belt at 140? 147, I don't remember. I think it was at 140 is what it was. So. Yeah, I'm to say it could be completely honest with you, I don't remember. Now, David Benavidez Jr. versus Anthony Durrell. This was a fight I was kind of looking forward to because yeah. I want to see what Anthony Durrell can do in this position. He did not retire, apparently. Yeah. He and didn't do too bad. He didn't do too bad at all. I thought he was winning the first couple rounds of the fight mm-hmm. until he got cut. Yeah. And that was a bad cut, too. Yeah. And it was over his other eye. That's like, he got killed broke the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, one fight, the last fight you had had to stop off of cuts from an accidental headbutt. Then you cut the other eye just as bad, if not worse, from a punch. And then you lost that one on because of what happened from a punch. TKO. So, I can see why he's maybe not going to retire. But he also ain't barking. Because it, it wasn't a bad loss. wasn't barking too loud for a rematch, though. At all. He, he didn't seem to want his belt back too bad. Look, there's other there's other belts, which is a problem, now, but also... A now, everybody needs to know also, Anthony Durrell got this belt off of a vacancy. Yep. Because David Benavidez Jr. had to take it from him for failing a drug test for some cocaine. Correct. Okay. Some yayo. Some yayo. I wonder if he, you know, 
wiped his gums up before he got into the ring that time. Yeah, I mean, to, not, to numb it up. They was fighting in Texas, up. right? So I'm, I'm just saying. No, he didn't, no, he didn't do that because he would probably wouldn't have been able to keep his mouth pieced in. That's true, right? He would just, it would just kept falling yeah, out. Just kept, or, or, or it never would have stuck for to his gums and it had to rip it out. <laughs> that would suck so bad. All right. Now, the main event of the night. Um, we're gonna, we might talk about this division here for a little bit, all right? Okay. At 147. All right. So, Errol Spence versus Sean Porter. For for a uh, unification bout for WBC and IBF, WBC, IBF, uh, World Heavyweight title. No, I believe. Li- uh, welterweight title. Welterweight title. Sean Porter is one of the few who has lost his belt, got got a belt back. Um, Which is really tough to do in that division. It's like very that, tough to that, do in that, that division. That makes... Very that makes it like the effort on that is like really crazy. And if you really think about it, a lot of fighters never get their title back. I say maj- probably majority of them never get their belts back. Just don't. Oh yeah, major- majority of them. I mean, you do you do have it. I mean, you got the yeah. Tyson's, the Ali's, the you know George Foreman's, you know Mayweather. Porter was one of them. You know, Sean Porter, um, David Benavides Jr. Uh, we saw Kovalev do it. Yeah. So it, it doesn't happen often. Now we've had a handful of guys during our era recently. Now, let's talk about these scorecards real quick. Everybody, if you didn't know, Errol Spence won. Spoiler alert. The scorecards was 116-111, uh-huh. Errol Spence. 115-112. Yeah. 115-113. 115-113, Sean, Sean Porter. Yeah. And then another 116-111, yeah. Errol Spence. I thought the 115-113 was would have been the most accurate. Most accurate one. With Sean Porter now, winning. With Sean Porter winning. Or if they would have said Earl Spence, I would have been fine with that. But yeah. the 116-111, closer If you than take away that knockdown, that fight would have been a draw or Sean Porter should have won. So, I think, uh, well, the thing is the scorecard, the scorecards had him winning it anyway, but... That knockdown just kind of solidified. It's like, okay. I don't understand how they had him that far ahead, though. That's what blows my mind because everybody's watching the same fight. And, and, and you know, the the announcers, they got to go after the money guy. And everybody knows that Errol Spence is the money guy in this situation. And even they were like, oh, well, you know. We predicted the wrong thing and how this fight was going to turn out. And I want to apologize from the game itself okay. to Sean Porter. Yes. For disrespecting you. Know what? You know what? You know what? I love you. I, you know what? I don't say that much because I really don't. But I love you. I, <laughs> I love you. Because that was one of the first things I thought like when we were going to the... Right after the fight, I was just like, I feel like I disrespected this man. We did. We, 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 did. Re- we really we did. did. And a lot of the world did. Everybody did. A lot of the Everybody world did. did. He brought it to you. And he is, he's like the Tim Bradley is where Porter's record real quick here. He, he is. He, he, that's why him and Tim Bradley could never fight because the fight would be stopped in he, on headbutts in the first three rounds probably. It'd be the ugliest fight ever, right? It's why it's like why Polly Molinaji and Mayweather could never fight because there'd be six punches thrown and landed because too much trying to fake. But this is one of these things where I, I even said like I felt like you know we're not giving enough credit. And this is where I think your resume really shows how much competition you should have been recognized for. Yeah. All right. Let's go all the way down to right before Kelbrook. Who who did he fight right before Kelbrook? Uh, let's see. Pauli Malignaggi. Pauli Malignaggi knocked him out. Not many people has ever knocked out Pauli mm-hmm. Three people. Ricky Hatton, Amir Khan, and Sean Porter. And that's it. Oh, Sam Aington also. I'm sorry. Not, ended his career also. Yeah. Who's after that? Devin Alexander. Beat him. Julio Diaz. Yep. Phil Agreco. Yep. Julio Diaz again. 
Uh, you got Alfonso Gomez. Okay, we all know him too. Yeah, and then like you have Patrick Thompson who had a, who had an okay record, well, okay. had a terrible record. Well, that, but then what then, was Sean Porter's record at that time? Though, did you say? No, it doesn't. Well, let's go well, back to Kell Brook and go off from there then. So, because we got okay. Colin Malinowski, that's a name right there. Then yep. we got Kell Brook. Who's after Kell Brook? Eric Boone. Oh, I remember that one. Broner. Boner. Keith Thurman. Yep. Berto. Granados. Garcia. Ugas. Earl Spence. Who's got the better resume between him and Errol Spence? Oh, him, hands down. Hands down, right? Hands down. And every, we all knew this. But Errol Spence, we, we, we had him a little bit higher because of the wins, the fashion of his wins yeah. most recently. Yeah. And, and even with the Mikey Garcia thing, everybody kind of knew we didn't get really much from that. But that he boxed great. And, and he did do well against Kel Brown. Now, now, granted, though, he does have a pretty impressive resume because, like, yeah. also... He get he handed Phil Agreco his yeah. second loss right after that, but Sammy Vargas fought him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Algieri knocked oh, him out. That's right. Nobody Maria. knocks out Algieri. Yep. Uh, Leonard Bundu, mm-hmm. Kel Brook as well. Lamont Peterson. That was a good. Uh, Carlos Ocampo. He retired to Lamont yep. Peterson. Yeah. Uh, and Mikey Garcia, which yep. is his hat. That's the most recent win, and that, that's a decent resume. It's but a, it's a nice record. It's a nice resume. But you're talking about Sean Porter had that rough and rugged resume. Now, if there's anybody who I can see getting a title a third time, it would be Sean Porter. Yeah, I can see him. I mean, unification is going to be really hard, but like, yeah, he. I can see him getting it back. Like, uh, but you know what's crazy about this, and you know how styles make fights because yes. you have when you got some some comes to somebody like Sean Porter, and then you think of uh, Ugas, who we said yeah. we never put him, we would never put him in the upper echelon. And Sean Porter barely I would never got put, out of that. I would never put Ugas against any of my favorite fighters. Yeah. Ever. After, especially starting with my man Perella. Right? See what happened to him. I would never put him up against my favorite fighter. Like, if, for Ter- if I was Terrence Crawford's manager, like, we got Jordanis, Ugas, I'm like, well, let's put them right here. <laughs> Who else do we have to choose from? We can go back to it. Let's check it out. And Ugas is, is someone that I think is going to become one of those guys. Ooh, Ugas, avoided or ignored? Avoided. 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 Good answer on that one. Now... I've always been a fan of the PBC and the mythical entity known as Al Heyman. The myth, the legend, I guess. Like Gandalf. Right? It's <laughs> not real. Right? It's not. Yeah. It's, Only a few people actually seen him. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right? Yeah. And it's great, too, because other promoters were the ones who actually started that. But I do not like when I see them doing things that Top Rank kind of does that has held boxing back, right? Example, after the fight, who walked in? After Errol Spence's win, to talk about who he's fighting next. Oh, yes, right. You got to take off. Danny Garcia. Apparently, Danny Garcia thinks he's getting the fight next, right? Why? He lost to Sean Porter. And for real. Right? I would rather see Errol Spence against Keith Thurman. Well. I, Manny Pacquiao was the one who wants the fight. The thing is, and that's what Errol Spence was talking about. Like, that's why I heard a lot of things about uh, Pacquiao. Because when it comes to Danny Garcia and Keith, Keith Thurman, yeah, because... Why would you fight anybody who's not a title holder? That's well, that, and also I have a theory. Manny Pacquiao, I, I've said this many times, he's the wild card of this division, right? He's got no one out there screaming about Vada. Assuming it, it may be true or may not be, right, about him. It, if he is doing any type of uh, Filipino tacos, he might be getting the meat from Canelo. So he doesn't have any of that, right? He was not supposed to win against Keith Thurman. He was not supposed to beat him. I don't think the PBC expected that to happen. They signed him thinking that, like, yo, we get Manny Pacquiao. We got pay-per-view fights coming up. 
win or lose for him, he's going to be a draw, right? The reason why, the reason why they didn't think because they didn't listen to our show. They listen to the show. They would know. Well, I don't know. They might, they may or not. But at the same time, do you think that his handlers could be a little worried about putting him in the ring with Pacquiao, especially after this fight? Yes. You always got to be worried about Pacquiao. Would you be worried about him facing Pacquiao right now? Yeah. Me too. Me too. Pacquiao is there's certain people is just like no matter and it's kind of like what I said when at the beginning of the show when you think about Errors Randy Laura mm-hmm. usually nine times out of ten you say all right age father time's gonna catch up with this dude but it's kind of hard to gauge some of these players some of these guys where right. it's just like I don't know when he's actually gonna take over because mm-hmm. this guy still has it in him there ain't no ten bands in these guys there isn't none at all and with a guy like Pacquiao who's got pop a fighter never loses their punch their legs will go their mind will go. But they never lose their punch. We saw Rocky Lockridge knock a dude out at the age of 65, knock out a 20-year-old dude talking smack, right? Talking smack to an old man. That's why you got to be careful with that one. So, if you were Pacquiao, would you try to press for the fight? I know he wants to pursue a Mayweather one. Please, please don't. Please don't. Mayweather, please. We've mentioned you enough. You don't have to try to do anything explicable for that one. But Earl Spence versus Sharp, um, Pacquiao is what I'd rather see be- before I see he fights actually Danny Garcia. So what was your question? Do you think Manny Pacquiao, they're trying to avoid him fighting Earl Spence? Or do you think Manny Pacquiao still wants Spence? I think Pacquiao wants Spence. Uh, Pacquiao is playing with house money. Yeah. If he wins, it's great. And he's Pacquiao and that just adds to his legacy. If he loses, he's older. And you lost to Earl Spence, a younger savage out here, a yeah, young lion. Young so it's just like, you know, I don't think those type of losses will actually surmount to anything that's going to be like had another all of his, all of his, all of his losses except for Jeff Horn are feasible. Yeah, you're just like, okay, I understand this. Timothy Bradley too, right? Good job. And also, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Timothy Bradley now, as well. Unfortunately, if if let's say if, if Pacquiao fights Spence here soon. And he wins, I, he would probably end up getting a fight with Mayweather. So I think Mayweather would be like, okay, the public, I think at that point, the public would try to demand it because you just beat someone really that you shouldn't beat. I don't think Mayweather would come out of retirement, but I could see it happening after that. Have, Mayweather would literally have to be like, all right, I want $500 million guaranteed. Up front. Up front. Up yeah, front. yeah. Like, We're fighting in my backyard. On my mansion. I don't want to have to go anywhere. No at saying, all. At all. And he'd probably still make you And I want a blood Pacquiao. test right before we walk out. Yeah, right? Before, <laughs> after, and in between rounds. <laughs> I want him hydrated, though, of course. Now, of course, with uh, Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia, what kind of a shot do you give Danny Garcia? I don't really. Would you rather see Errol Spence against Keith Thurman or Danny Garcia? Keith Thurman. Because I feel like he's not gonna. We're not gonna get him to fight Crawford. No. Until he faced those three fighters. And right I'm there. glad. And I'm glad about that because I've always said I want that to be the final destination. I want it like. I, I feel I don't like want the, these guys the Spence we out. just saw this weekend would lose to Crawford. Oh yeah. And I'm only gonna yeah. base this off of hearsay, just because Timothy Bradley said Terrence Crawford beat him from post to post yeah. the entire time. Yeah. So then that's with the Sean Porter's kind of style. So I could see him just handling Errol Spence yeah. after that performance. Now, Errol Spence can bounce back, obviously, if he knocks out someone like Danny Garcia, which I would like to see. And it's still an interesting fight I want to watch. Just not right now. Yeah. Not right now. Not right now. I'd rather see him fight Keith Thurman, for sure. 
because I think Keith Thurman has a better shot of winning than actually Danny Garcia. All right. Now, the WBC has ordered David Benavidez Jr. versus Avini Yildirim. Okay. I didn't know Avini Yildirim worked his way back up into contendership after the way he got knocked out and handled in the, the Super Series, so we'll see. Now, you remember Vanez Matriosin, the nightmare? Yeah, Matriosin. Well, my man got arrested for allegedly assaulting <laughs> his wife, the nightmare, for uh, headbutting her in the face. Sometimes I, don't li- sometimes I don't know where you're going with these stories, and he's finished it. I'm just like, God damn it. I, I, did, yeah. I, and, I and, took a turn for the worst. When a fighter headbutts his woman... And the cops come. I didn't lay a hand on her. I didn't touch her. What are you talking about? You know, you and know that's all you're going to say. He's like, I didn't put a hand on her. I didn't put a hand on her. I don't know what's talking about. She must have fell and hit her head. Just sound like Chad it. Johnson. You know what? When it, when it comes to things, it's like, okay, I'm not condoning this, uh, I'm not condoning anything about, no. you know, hitting women or something at like all, that. At all. At all. My personal opinion. Bless us a fetish. My personal opinion is a headbutt shows restraint. Because it's just like. Okay, you frustrated me enough, and I don't want to punch you. <laughs> that does actually. From a fighter, whose nickname is Nightmare, by the way. It's just like, man. Does he get any credit for it? Now, if I didn't get it, if I didn't get a damn migraine doing it, I'd probably head some, headbutt some people. Well, I'm just like, nah. Ooh. Porter accepts Spence's offer for a rematch, apparently. Also, um, the Derek Chisora, Joseph Parker fight was called off today, said the promoter. So we'll see if that officially happens. Von is Monterosen, man. You gotta enjoy retirement, man. Maybe it wasn't time to retire. If, if this is what's going on with you and your old lady, then you probably have nothing to do, or you're bored at home, and she doesn't know what to do with you. Also, so yeah. headbutter oh, was probably a bad idea. Also, you uh, talking about uh, you talking about the fight that was called off? They just officially announced uh, the Deontay Wilder Lewis Ortiz. November now, I don't know. I don't know if I it's the drugs that taken over, but. I could have swore that was on the books already anyway. It was I on the... It was we, on confir- we confirmed it. Yeah, they and can- I actually was talking with my, uh, with my man's uh, boxing aficionado, Uncle Thurm. Mm-hmm. And then I, I brought it up and it showed it showed the date. And then they announced it like a week later. I was like, oh. Uh, a, a lot of the news things that we come across, they're, they're pretty accurate on there. Now we got some fights this weekend to pick real quick. Josh Warrington is going against Sofian Takuchi. He's Japanese, so it's probably Takauchi. Takachi, Sofiane, Sofiane. I don't even know what that is because Sofiane I've never heard of from Japanese. But anyways, Josh Warrington, we mentioned him earlier. Yep. Punches and bunches. This is a guy who keeps coming. I think he got a good decision in the last fight, so let's see him bounce back. But this is a guy who's at a, is one of these weight divisions where he's got no fear. Got no fear. It's on his side. My man's doing a Stevie Wonder with me. Alexander Usyk makes his heavyweight debut against Tyrone Spong. Now, Tyrone Spong. I'll be at work, so I'm mad that I'm missing this fight because I actually kind of want to see it. It's going to be on the zone. Don't worry. You can watch it later. But Tyrone Spong is also currently a heavyweight WBO and WBA champion in glory kickboxing. So, and he also has a, a good, a pretty decent professional record as a boxer as well. So, the only bad thing about that is when you do these things, the footwork is different. When it comes to kickboxing, MMA, and boxing, the footwork is different. Your hands are going to be fine, but the footwork may lose you the fight just off of real estate alone. Then we got Triple G versus Sergey Derinchenko. This is the battle of the communists. <laughs> the pick and hammer go at it. What's wrong with you, This is the pick versus the hammer. <laughs> the Soviet countries are... Making his comeback here. Now, wrong with you. Sergey Derinchenko got one loss to my man Daniel Jacobs, I believe. 
Triple G has one loss to Canelo. Now, Triple G has said that he's done with Canelo. He don't, even, he don't care no more. He yeah. don't care no more. And that's that what like, you're supposed to yeah, say. I was just about to say, that sounds like when any guy gets rejected by a girl. Yeah. I didn't even like her that much. I didn't much. like her that much. Like, yeah, I just offered her lunch. I didn't cool. only halfway tried. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Man, I just gave her a ride home once, and that was it, you know? You know, I only texted her 25 times before I got one response, that's all. But with Triple G versus Sergey Darienchenko, who do you see? Do you give Sergey any chance of winning? Because I thought Dana Jacobs handled him pretty easily, right? But they were also like very familiar with each other's sparring partners. Triple G needs redemption because I didn't think he looked too great in his last fight, even though he won by knockout. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to stay on top when it's like you just got on fighting one of the best boxers in boxing. Who we have is pound for pound number one in Canelo. But anybody under that, you're just like. You're not gonna, I'm not going to say you're not going to take him seriously, but you're just like, you're no Canelo. Now, his last fight was at 164 catch weight. This I think this is a, something like that also. I think Triple G could be going up to 168, which is good and bad. Cause it's good How come you didn't fight Andre Ward at 168? That's what I was going to bring up. Oh. I was going to bring up the same thing, actually. Because when when Ward and them tried to offer it to him, when they were searching for fights, they didn't want him. They didn't want him problems at all. I understand that, though. I, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm saying it. Yeah, I want to fight Andre like, Ward. Wait, like, hello, who's yeah, this? Yeah. Nah, man, you know, I'm just nah, saying that, that as a boxer and competitor. Hey, did I ever show you that clip of the, uh, they, they should actually make a show of it. A full fledged show, but it was like the people who were uh, running their mouth, the Twitter, the Twitter fingers. <laughs> and then um, they pulled up to some dudes working at a sneaker shop. Who was running his mouth against Zab Judah? Yes. And they was like, "Hey, man, yeah." You, and then Zab Judah came in right here. He's like, "Nah, man, let's go outside." He's like, "Nah, man, okay." That was on the internet. I was just joking. I didn't yeah. mean none of that stuff. It's just they should do more of that. It, it, I anytime. love those. It's just like, oh, you didn't want. Was, you don't. You don't want that. I was smoke like the, the one dude who had the, the skit comedy when he's like, you know, trying to hit on the girl, and all of a sudden Peter Quillen walked in. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get to talk about that one. I didn't get to see the fight. Peter Quillen lost to Alfred Angulo. Oh yeah. And in a fight that we didn't, we didn't think we didn't give El Pedro a chance. Yeah. So shout out to him for getting that win. I don't know if this is gonna revitalize your career, but no. it's gonna hurt Peter Quillins. Yeah. That's for sure. So, sorry for disrespecting y'all on that one. But Triple G versus Darren Chaco, do you see Triple G losing this fight? No, I do not see Darren Chaco winning this fight. Who does Triple G go after next? Because does he fight at all this year? Do you try to wait next year to try to get another Canelo fight? Is he? What do you think? You think he's staying at one sixty or going one sixty eight? I think if he's gonna stay at one sixty, you need to go after the young. Charlo. You got to go after the young bloods Jermall. now before J- they get better. Uh, Jamal. 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 Either one of them. Yeah. Whatever one. If you get the names wrong, it's fine. A lot of people do. Either one of them, you need to go after. Anybody else at one sixty? Maybe even Eris Landy Laura. There's some. There's some names out there to go after, but he has to go after the young dogs. I think. Don't worry about too much about the names unless it's one of those young up-and-comers. If the Canelo fight's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I don't know. I think Canelo's next fight after Kovalev is going to be... Uh, who's big right now? Uh, maybe someone like... What's the, the black dudes in uh, WWF? The, the, the tag team champs. Like, fight one of those guys next. Because I think that's where he's headed down this route. Right? He's, he's going up in weight. It's getting hey, more uh, gimmicky. Hey, yo, real talk, though. How close do you think Canelo is to retiring? I think he's close. I think he's very close. I think he's got a year, maybe two years left. Because the only reason why you would move up in this is for legacy and cash. Yeah. Because if you beat Kovalev, why not go up to Cruiserweight? <laughs> why not? You know what I'm saying? Because you will get to fight whoever the weakest champion is. Yeah. With Oleksandr Usyk as a heavyweight now, why not? Right? 
Remember, Roy Jones started at what? 154 pounds. Yeah. Got a title all in every division, including heavyweights. Yeah. So it is very, very possible. Canelo's a solid wide dude. Yeah. The only thing with him is he's Mexican. You know what I'm saying? We don't see Mex- we don't see Mexican centers in the NBA, right? Because they just ain't that tall. That's just what it is. And if they are like David Benavides Jr., they probably got a little, you know, some. It might be a little diluted, right? Or or you're that you're one of the few. That's just what it is. So I think Canelo is very close to retiring, and it would not shock me if he, we saw him in a what are they the the, the Luche wrestlers. Luchador. Luchador. Yeah, I, I wouldn't Luchador. be surprised if we saw him take that route just for the money and gimmick. Canelo Libre. Canelo Libre. Remember, hey, Mayweather had a WWF career. He faced the big show. Right? Got caught him a couple of times. He did him with a two piece and a biscuit. He did, he did, but they, they kept it as real as they could. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, Triple G, if you get the Canelo fight, I don't I'm sorry to think it's not even gonna happen. So we'll see what happens there. Now, how much time we got enough? Couple minutes. What we, we, got, got? we got enough. What you want to do? I want to talk about do the pound for pound rankings change with this Earl Spence win over Sean Porter? Yeah. Let oh, me pull up this you, real you list real that? quick here. So right now, do we still have? We'll start at number ten. We have Pacquiao at number ten. Okay. Lomachenko number nine. Okay. Mikey Garcia at number eight. Okay. Tyson Fury at seven. Triple okay. G at six. Wilder at five. Spence at four. Usyk at three. Crawford at two, Canelo at one. There's no change. No change at all. But you don't think we what? should maybe move? How? I actually. How? No. Okay. So, and I've said this on the show. When me and my brother always argue about the top 50 basketball players of all time and all that kind of stuff like that, it's easy to say, but he needs to be here. Okay. Who are you taking out? Are you taking Usyk out? I'm. I'm moving him down one. Why? How? Hasn't had a fight yet. He's the unified cruiserweight champion. Former. Because he moved up to heavyweight, heavyweight and he's about to have his first fight in heavyweight. You cannot penalize him. You cannot I, penalize him for going up. We hold this reservation off of his performance after this weekend, and we can even after, back and discuss even, this again. Even after this performance, it doesn't have to be names, but he has accomplished more than Earl Spence has. Do you believe Mikey Garcia should still be above Lomachenko? Yeah. Since he got that win recently in Luke Campbell in Luke Campbell's hometown. Kind of a tough fight. Yeah, I still have okay. a resume looks good and his losses to who? Tyson just, Fury after his performance. It was a cut. He turned it up when he needed to. Should have turned I, it up sooner. The lineal champ. And, and Tyson Fury is your boy. I'm not really an advocate for him, but boxing needs him. No, yeah. I keep Tyson Fury the same. I'm I'm fine with the way our list is. Okay, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not taking I'm not taking uh Alexander Usyk out. Okay. He's Earl Spence. No way. That. You it, you just we just said it after that fight. We don't see him beating Terence Crawford, which yep. we had picked anyway. Mm-hmm. And nobody's outboxing and has a better resume than Canelo right now. Yep. So no, he stays the same. Okay, I can agree with that there. Now, the heavyweight division has me a little worried right now because I think Usyk is is a legit contender in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how he's going to perform against this guy Tyrone Spong. I don't know how they found this dude for this one because this is. I want to see how he just pans out here because this should be a decent win for him. Easy win. but The same way they found Terry Conklin. I'm a little worried about the heavyweight division because I think I think Andy Reese has Anthony Joshua's number. And unless some kind of religious crime happens in Saudi Arabia, I'm pretty sure I think he's going to beat Anthony Joshua. They're not going to let that happen. And I'm really worried about this rematch with Luis Ortiz. There, it, yeah, you should, that, because that, you should be. You no should one will be, be shocked if both of those are upsets. 
And, and guess who gets to rise above it? The Gypsy King <laughs> will rise above it all. Because guess what happens? All those belts will probably get taken, or they're gonna order them to fight. Yeah. And then, what? Yeah. Gypsy King beats Luis Ortiz. I think beats Andy Ruiz. Yeah. I thought he beat Deontay Wilder. You know what I'm saying? And the Gypsy King will hey, come, and then hey, we'll have okay, to hear that lineal champion look, again. Look, if the Gypsy King comes out on top, I'm not mad. I'm not like, mad at all. I think like, he runs like, the table regardless. Like, but I don't think he I don't think he runs the table, but if he came on top, I would not be surprised and I'd be like I'd be okay with that. Okay. I'd be okay with it. Cool. Yeah. My man Billy Joe Saunders supposed to have a fight coming back here pretty soon. Can't man wait to who? see him get back in the ring. Man, who? Man Billy Joe, you know what I'm saying? Billy Joe. Billy, Billy Joe, he's Billy Ho? To be back in the ring. Billy Ho. Billy Ho? Billy Ho? You mean what? Play basketball? Alright, that's what I'm talking about. So this pound for pound. I, we're always going to go back to this list. We've been pretty consistent for it this year, yep. and I do like it. It was rough getting this list together, yeah. but we'll see how boxing turns out for the rest of the year. We got a couple matchups, I think, with the Triple G fight coming up, and then the, probably Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz is probably going to be the most intriguing matchup coming up. Um, so we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes because uh, I really like keeping this top 10 list official for us. And that's really good. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. We'll talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talk of Smack 101. And it's Instagram at Squared Circle 101. And don't forget, we got to download the app, Squared Circle. It's available on Google Play and iOS. How we win it. Success is what comes after you stop making excuses. Yeah, success is the name of the stripper. And then you come after you ran out of money. That's what's going down with that one. I'm out. Shit.